I mean, but the birthday cake, when it comes out, you're expected to blow out the candles, not, you know, set your fellow guests on fire. You know what I mean? I mean, there are rules to a party. What kind of birthday party have you been to? <laughs> <laughs> hey there. I'm hey Eric. there. Ho there. Ho there. Hey there. Who, who are you? There. you? Who you, there? You show up on my couch How weekly, there? and I don't, I don't, I don't like, it's like, it's like, it's oh. like. I'm the ghost of Minnesota present, don't you know? No, I don't know. <laughs> That's why I'm chilly. Um, uh, how you doing, Phaser? I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm well, sir. How are you, Eric? I've Eric been, Jensen, my good friend. My good friend, Phaser L. Casey. What, what, have you, what have you been up to? What's been going on? Uh, I have been, uh, you know, trying to uh, remember how to human at post-pandemic. I think a lot of people are experiencing that feeling, like... Shoes go on the feet, right? Like yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> and uh, how to like interact with people in, indoors. That's a new thing. But I'm also like re-exploring and getting into... I, I got into this really crazy... I just wanted to make all the characters the other day. I just had like character idea after character idea. I think it's the potential to be playing new games. And like we've been talking about D&D a lot. And I started playing around at your place with building this new character. And what's what's the... What was your what was your, interest, what was your initial was, idea? My initial thing is like I wanted to make a bare bones boxer, but in the fantasy setting. Okay. And, all right. Uh, I was like, how do I do this? And how do I make it viable and playable? And uh, and then as I started, I was like, oh, this is cool. Oh, well, this is cool. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And so I settled on a Warforged, which is the, the robot robotic race from yeah, Eberron. Yeah, it's kind of a, got a, a steampunky kind of yeah, element so to it. Yeah, so he's kind of like a battle bot that was built to destroy in the ring, but and then he was abandoned. And uh, designation is CRSHR. Crusher dash seven three eight. Crusher, does this number seven three eight have any significance for you at all? No, lucky, lucky just, number. No, just, just numbers that I thought I like the numbers together. It just sort of fit narratively, felt cool. And uh, what? Where do you? And and so so you have this boxer. How did you? How did you uh, manage the build? What did you do? What I I built him as a multi class uh, with four levels of fighter and one level of monk. And I I train. I reasoned it that he has a dwarven monk trainer. Oh, <laughs> so that so hey, he's like, hey, crash, crusher, come crusher. on, crusher. So basically, like whoever that, that guy is from Rocky, come on, Rock. Burgess Meredith. Burgess Meredith. Yeah. What's his character's name? Um. Uh, uh, what's the guy's? What who in Rocky? What is his? Come on rock producers yeah producers, producers go producer power activate it's mickey. Mickey. mickey mick of course it's mick. mick of course it's mick yeah mick. so based on mickey mick, the dwarf mick mickey the mickey go exactly uh so i kind of wanted him to be have have been trained by this dwarven rough and tumble fighter Who abandoned him no oh okay he's good. the guy that has been training him since ah. but he he's maybe the one that rebuilt him or like re re or you know found him in a scrapyard and like brought him back to whatever the subroutine is and he and crusher knows that now he's trying to please his uh his you know quote-unquote father uh -huh. and be the best battle bot that he can be and i'm <laughs> sort of not sure about what the voice is i kind of like the idea of doing robot voice but like in like segments of hello my name is <laughs> crusher would you like to have your ass beat? You know, like...
would you like to? Oh, thank you. That was so satisfying. Um, uh, okay, so, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> so and, and so what and now we now this is coming after you've been playing the character that you've been playing in 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 the game that we have together. Yeah, we're almost at like level twenty, and I think I don't know, maybe in anticipation of like, oh, we're gonna have to retire these guys or bring yeah. them up occasionally or whatever. Yeah, uh, I, I'm starting to get excited about new builds and trying out new things and like really inhabiting a new kind of set of ideas and i've never played a fighter which is really weird uh, huh i've off, off often gravitated towards like spellcasters or rogues huh well that well good so it's going to be a it's going to be a good challenge a, but yeah this is like a different kind of uh i want to yeah I, I wanted to sort of play something else and we also made a new character for uh your producing partner in cram and bedroom yes <laughs> <laughs> No, what? What is? Wait, how about that? Those are Fager's buttons. No. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> there's, there's an archery set in your bedroom. Why? I don't, what is the I don't, safe word? Is Persephone. I don't understand I it. I was trying to do the waka waka, but it didn't work. You know exactly where that button is. You dream about that button. I don't dream about it, but yeah. I know where it is. I mean, like, also what she said. <laughs> Yeah, so my wife Jessica Blag um, also we created a, new, a yeah. new character. What was her character? Um, um, Professor Nin Huxley, right? Professor Nin Huxley, uh, Anais Nin uh, as the last name, and Huxley from Aldous Huxley. Yeah, um, we struggled with a name, and like actually, once we found that, everything else kind of like fit. But there's something fun about sort of making characters, even if you aren't about aren't necessarily going to play them right that second or whatever it's yeah, just sort, it's of, not, sort of in the playground of like ideating of what yeah i you know and it's also it, it's also nice because maybe like that allows the dungeon master to bring the character in as an npc and then you take over or to build know. a story around the character if you haven't the information from the character first i don't know how how people do that but that's that's a, i find that to be an interesting way to work yeah it's super satisfying you know I, I was thinking about another thing you know we were talking about uh not to not to backtrack but we were talking about evil for a second and i was thinking mm. i think it's okay to have characters come in to guest like okay. you know like I, I would i would like to roll like guest characters that that are maybe you know one thing or another i think it would be fun i think we're gonna have zach in as a guest uh for the Skullbusters, which we're Ooh. very excited about so yeah, so tell me about Nin Huxley. Like, what did we decide? Nin Huxley, we we gave her a bunch of stuff. She's a divination wizard, right? Which is a really cool, has a really cool mechanic uh, that I've never played with either, and I'm curious what a dungeon master would do with it. Here's the here's the power. It's called Portent, and when you finish a long rest, roll two d20s and record the numbers rolled. You can replace any attack roll, saving throw, or ability check made by you or a creature that you can see with one of these foretelling rolls. Wow. So something happens and you're like, nope, that's not how I remembered it in my vision. And you're like, and it changes, it changes, it changes, it changes the, the future. Thing. It changes, the, it changes the, the thing because wow. you, the destiny that you saw was different, which is, I don't know. It's pretty cool. So your it character rolls really a one creative. on a death save and is dying for sure. And, 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 and Jessica's goes, character no, I saw it. I foretold it was, you would survive and you get, you get a like 14 or a 16 or whatever it is that she rolled. That's a, is that once per day is, or is that once per long rest or is it like, you get t two D 20 for per long rest. And I think you get more as you get 
higher. Yeah. Oh, look, we got a pro. A level fourteen. In the room. Excellent. Excellent. Right. Well, I'm also starting to dig into. Uh, and we also made her a telepath, which is super cool. Oh, she's like a she's like a she's like a psychic she's like Professor X level telepathy, right? Oh, I don't. That's up to the DM, right? And I think you you know. I mean, give I think some place to get to. I but, mean, it's uh, it's interesting because both of you both of your characters are fifth level, but I've given you a couple of items that people would consider overpowered. Like for your boxer, we were like, why isn't he doing more damage? So right. we added. We added gauntlets of ogre power, I yeah. think, in order to raise your strength to 19 so you do more damage. I actually think, yeah, that's, that kind of stuff is can be game-breaking. So you kind of got to be balanced or like give everyone equal stuff. But like, yeah, I think it, why not? If you want to have someone have like an anime, I think you quoted it as an anime-like experience, which I was like, yeah, I actually like really like sure. that. It's true. Yeah. They are exceptional or whatever. But we 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 negated we did we both decided that boots of speed boots of speed at this point would be too much, mm -hmm. like you know welding a pair of boots of speed to you or whatever would be would be uh, would be more overpowered than we really wanted it to be. So right uh, and like not necessarily in the spirit of the character. Right. That, yeah, exactly. That, we, that I was trying to like build. I love talking D and D with you, Phaedra. Oh, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I love I love t talking D and D with you. You love what? <laughs> what did what did I? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can do play. Put that through a robot voice. Freudian, Freudian slip there. What did I say? You said I love tit. I mean, tit. I do. In, so in the, I can't. In the singular, I can't. I can't really. I stand by that statement. I think I was stuttering. Uh, <laughs> I love talking D and D with you. I love talking D and D with you too, brother. Okay, thank you, man. Well, listen, I'm Eric Jensen, and I'm Phaedra L. Casey. And thanks for joining us on uh, Bard Quest Empire where we talk tits and D&D. <laughs> we're just going to get arrested. We're just going to get arrested. Still a freight country, dang it. <laughs> I, I know. I know, Homer. <laughs> they ain't coming for my Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> you can pry the monster manual from, from my, my cold, cold dead Hey guys, my name is Phaedra L. Casey. I'm your host of Bard Quest Empire. I'm here with my co-host. Eric Jensen, and it's a real pleasure to be here with you, Phaedra. It is, and we're not even in the same room, but we're making it happen. It's yes. Kind of amazing. It's kind of cool. <laughs> well, we had a we had a wonderful guest today, an old friend of mine. What a great talk. Yeah, yeah. we just talked with Omar Matwali, who uh, is an actor that many of you will recognize if you see him or if you IMDb him. He's an actor and director. He made his debut in Steven Spielberg's Munich and has been doing film and TV since then, a bunch of theater as well. Yeah, he's been in Miral, Complete Unknown. He's been in shows like Rami, The Affair. He plays Dr. Vic Ola. He got the Shopper Trophy for Rendition. And uh, he also plays uh, Agent Santiago on Mr. Robot. He's in Lizzie's Love Story on Apple. Uh, Treadstone USA and many others. And currently on Big Sky on ABC. Yeah, and you know, found out he was an avid D&D player. We talked about his uh, origin story, how he came to it, his characters that he played. Becoming we, a character. Becoming a character and his uh, what, what he's working on and how he goes about that now and how it all ties in together, which is the theme of our lovely little podcast here, D&D &D and storytelling. Yeah, he's a wonderful guy, and we had a really good conversation with him, and we want to share that with you right now. This is Phaedra L. Casey. And I'm Eric Jensen, and welcome to... BardQuest Empire.
Omar's one of my favorite people. We met working together on a genre show um, and uh, uh, called Virtuality. And like, let everybody... Yeah, genre let's... show. Who yeah. are you? It's a, show. It was a spaceship show. It was a spaceship show. Yeah, I would have loved to see more of it. I'm, I'm sad that didn't get picked up. Yeah, uh, welcome to the show. Time. Welcome to the show, Omar. Thank you, guys. Thank you. It's it's really fun to be here. Uh, and to Eric, to see your face again. And, and uh, you know, Virtuality, that, that was like... I, that was my big shot at being space doctor. And I'm so sad that I didn't get picked up. I would You've have got a doctor face. You've got the, the doctor of thing. The, of space doctors, you know, but it was yeah, not to be. I was, a, I, I was a doctor too, but I was a. I'm a doctor, yeah, Jim. I was the engineer. I designed oh, the ship. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. There were a lot of doctors on and that And we were ship, on that. I recall. A lot of doctors. I yeah. feel like almost <laughs> basically almost everyone was a doctor of some kind, but yeah, definitely. Uh -huh. Definitely. Well, well, uh, like I, I, you know, we're here today because, uh, Omar made a comment on my Instagram after I posted something about what we were up to. And, uh, he was, I, I posted a picture of the manual of the planes and he like went off about the manual of the planes from like that's second deep, edition. That's AD &D. a deep cut. <laughs> yeah. That's Deep nerdcore shit. Yeah, you knew. Indeed. Yeah, Indeed. you're in. Welcome. Mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> I was. I gotta say, I was surprised that you you were a player. I didn't know you you keep it uh, close to the vest. I've I've done a couple of readings with you. I had no you know inclination of that. So yeah. well done, sir. Good well, thank, roll. Well, full, well, full disclosure. I I guess to to be totally forthright, I I should say that I'm a former player. Uh, it's been. He's reformed, guys. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's been some years since I played, but it was um, a huge part of my life for a certain stretch of time. What's and your What's your origin story? Yeah, Do can you, you tell us your D and D I, origin I story? I certainly yeah. can. I certainly can. Yeah, I mean, it it started at a, a pretty young age, actually. Uh, I I guess I, I don't know. I want to say maybe even as young as seven or eight years old. Wow. I, I, I I mean, I had this friend and the two of us were inseparable. Travis, shout out to Travis Richards, Travis. if you're out there. Uh, <laughs> we've lost touch, but. Um, he'll, he'll hear this on a drive and be like. I, 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 I hope it. so. I hope he does, actually. <laughs> I'd love to reconnect with him. But we we were inseparable and, and we used to wander into this gaming shop in our suburban Southern California neighborhood and just kind of stare at, at the little figurines, oh, you know, yeah. the, the little metal or, or metallic figurines. And just, it would just trigger our imaginations. There yeah, there we go. Eric's <laughs> holding one up. I think it's, is that the audience? Eric is holding one yeah. up. Yeah. That's my first, that's my first character actually from when oh, I was cool. 11. Yeah. So you, wow. so there was a gaming store and you'd look at all the figurines. Yeah. And so, and it would just send us into these sort of reveries, you know, <laughs> of imagination. And then, and so each of us would were simultaneously begging our, our mothers to like buy us, you know, once we learned there was a game attached to these yeah. little figurines. And one of them caved, I can't remember which one, and 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 bought, you know, bought I think it was Travis actually, I think his his mom and and bought he had the basic D D set, you know, and, and so we would read through the, the book and sort of kind of get what it was but you know we kind of just started playing our own 
very childish version of it. And then as we got older, like moving into, you know, teenage years and stuff, uh, actually started to play and found a group and, and, you know, um, had a game going. And then that lasted all through high school and then into sort of my college years when we would all be home, um, during the summer times, we would have oh, these cool. Kind of, so it'd be like a reunion. You know, event. Yeah. Weekend yeah. long sessions, you know, oh, um, that, yeah, that, I'm jealous. Of, yeah, it was, it was really fun. Uh, and I could have told you that Travis's mom bought the kit because no Arab mom was going to buy that Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Indeed. Like, <laughs> yeah, my mother's Dutch, actually. My, dad, <laughs> my dad's the Arab, so uh, I assumed. So she, I assumed. Yeah, she 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 was okay with it. Um, oh, all right. I actually have a funny story about my dad because, uh, you know, I think I think he never quite understood what the hell we were doing. Like, I love it. You just sit in this room and talk to each other. Like, what are you, what is this game? You know? Yeah. And, and best, you talk to each other. And sure. What do you do? Yeah, after? Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Hang on. What? And the uh, rolling of the dice. Why? Their money? They're, you're playing with the money? Is this gambling? You gambling? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he, he might've preferred that he could understand. You know? <laughs> and then one day he came to me and he, he, he said, I just read an article about uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, man. In like, and is it the 80s? Is it this set the tone for us? Is it the 80s? Yeah, this, is, this must, it could be actually, it could be maybe the very early 90s, 90 or 91. Okay. And uh, he had read in like Forbes or some sort of business magazine uh, this big time, you know, big shot CEO. Uh, had credited his success to playing Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, wow. Because, I did not yeah. expect that. I thought you were going to go Satanic Panic and talk about how... No, no Satanic you. Panic. No. Uh, and and my That's father, being a businessman, was like thrilled by this. <laughs> <laughs> my son is actually doing something that might, you know, make him money. Uh, you know, I mean, I, <laughs> So you like all the your sudden, resume, uh, yeah. you have group building session, you are making exactly. stories. <laughs> <laughs> so, so all of a sudden, he, he was on board. You know what I mean? He was like, I like this, that you sit yeah. around inside a room all night. That's amazing. Yeah, that was like a funny, a funny moment with that. But that's basically my origin story anyway. Do you and remember... Then, your first character that you played or what what that class was or if you have a oh, recollection gosh. i don't remember i mean i don't remember the first character but i remember or like the, your most like your most yeah canon, it was iconic, a, the biggest a one. halfling uh halfling thief yes yeah that's wonderful yeah. that's wonderful yeah. what, what kind of what kind of what kind of um like what kind of scenarios and themes did you guys tilt towards? Like, was it, was it more, was it underdark themed or like, like, was it space themed or I like, yeah, like modules or was it freeform? Like what was it? It was mo actually, we did do a lot of modules. Actually, we had a, a great DM named, named Danny. He just was obsessive. So, yeah. you know, it takes that, I feel like that kind of mind yeah. to really set up the world and then, and then also be able to sort of accommodate left turns to be loose in it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was pretty, I feel like it was pretty like it was modules for a long time. He would, he would use the modules as a sort of foundation. And then sometimes he would build his own kind of 
um, wings of the house, or like exactly. onto it, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? That's what I do. That's okay, what I cool. do. I run a I run a game which I hope you'll come join us someday. Um, I'd love to, man. Oh, so awesome! Fun. Good. Yeah. The ask is already the ask is answered. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, but I run a game that's been for about I guess about three years now, and 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 Fager is one of the players in it, and and that's exactly how I run my games. I like I go to a source book, I say, okay, this is the world that I'm in, and then and then use that as a basis for like you know my own. And then also games. usually we're like interested in let's talk to that goblin. What's his name? <laughs> And so he is the right like this. Okay, yeah. his name is Pickles, I guess. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <he's>... Exactly. <laughs> can we oh, befriend oh. him? Uh, can we keep him as a pet? <laughs> Uh, that's yeah, exactly yeah. what happened, Omar. <laughs> that's exactly, and then yeah. and then we killed. He was killed tragically. Well, yeah. he sacrificed himself. Pickles yes, the goblin. Yes, he sacrificed himself. Pickles. R.I.P. Yes. to pickles. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Wherever goblins go. Can I ask? Yeah. <laughs> Did this have any influence <laughs> on your interest in theater or acting at the time? Or you say you play into college? You played into college. Did this overlap yeah. with? Any of well, your that's an interesting question. Artistic? I mean, it's it's hard to causality is always a tricky thing, but I right. I it certainly went hand in hand with with uh, I think my interest in theater, and I mean, there's no question it, it you know the the game you're from a young age. I was sort of creating yeah. and involving myself in these imaginal. Right, worlds and imaginal scenarios, uh, and that's what theater is. Also, I mean, it's a very it's a different expression of that, but it it requ- requires imagination. Less dice, same about about the same degree of social awkwardness, just different. I think. Just less exactly. dice, less <laughs> dice. Did you say you're, less dice? Yeah, that's our second T-shirt. That's our that's our second T-shirt. Less dice. Uh, so I mean, you know, if, the, if you think of the imagination as a muscle, I feel like. Yeah, you were doing reps before you even exactly. got into your first rehearsal room. Exactly. So, you know, there's there's crossover between, you know, acting and becoming a character in D&D. Can you tell us a little bit how you approach a character? Do you have a sort of tried and true methodology or does it depend on the project or the or the like as, as an actor? How do you approach oh, a character? You know, it does. I, I find that it varies from project to project. And, and as I get older, it, I'm finding more variation. I, I used to have this sort of I think when I was younger in my 20s, I used to have a sort of a strict I do this and then I do this and then I do this, you know, and that's how you do it. And mm-hmm. then that, but now I, it's more intuitive and, and it varies, but research is always a big part of it for me when I'm working on a character. I'm, I, there's always something to learn about and that usually topples over another domino, you know, that topples over another domino. And so and leads me on to some unexpected point of entry into the character. You know, sometimes it's like a painting, you know, that I've, discover wow, okay. by, by you know or it, it's things that trigger that you again, feel like the character the responds the character responds to in a way or like or that as, are you thinking as the character or just no, as you no i mean i think me yeah i i think yeah. it's just coming back around to the imagination again you know it's it's a mm-hmm. fit, like i had an acting teacher who used to talk about finding things that make like are carbonated that fizz up, you know, inside of you. And, and that, then, you know, you're onto something. Hmm. And, and so I kind of, I guess when I'm working on a character, I kind of collect all these fragments and then start to put it together into 
a golem of some kind. Well, you've been on a show now uh, lately, a big sky on ABC. We were, my show got canceled this year, but we were, uh, we were network mates for a minute. Okay. Oh, no, it's okay. It happens. You know, we, we come, we go, we, we die sure. a thousand deaths. It's all good. Sure. Um, but you're on David E. Kelly's show. He's like a big sh a world builder and, sh and, and showrunner. Yeah. And yeah. it's called yeah. big sky. It's on ABC. What is your character class on big sky? <laughs> I would say that's a good question. I would say, uh, oh, that's a good question. I, a fighter, possibly a ranger. I, I would go, I, I'm going to go a right. ranger actually. Wilderness. Say. Right on. Huh? Yeah. He's got like a little bit of an animal thing. Like he's, you know, he befriends dogs yeah. and things like that. And he's a, in, and, uh, yeah, a, a ranger feels right. That's good. That's yeah, excellent. That's good. All right, yeah, good. Cool. Well, we answered that question. That's that's a very like hard question for some people to answer. And and uh, I mean, we, I think had, yeah, it depends on the in. character, but I think this one it was it's pretty clear. Like what yeah, is. right on. Yeah. I've got another stat question, stat sort of character class. I could, I'm not going to number his attributes. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh, it's, it's more like uh, no, we don't want to set would, the internet on I was fire. Trying to do some research <laughs> and and uh, catch up a little on some Mr. Robot, and I was looking at your character. Detective Santiago on that one. Yeah, how would you class him? I've got an idea, but like I want to hear your your take on it. See, that's harder. That's a tougher one for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to hear what where how would you how would you describe him? I would class him as a rogue inquisitive. Uh huh. Uh huh. So he's kind of like a thief to catch a thief in a way, but also there's a bit of a dark side there. Oh, these are called, they're called rogues now. Is that, is that yeah. right? Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's, there's, there's I, a, I, honestly, I played like advanced D&D, &D, like it's second edition. I, I am yeah. not up on the latest sort of um, game, although I'm sure it's, it's, but yeah, rogues? it's, it's sort of like all kinds of new classes. I was still, I was still playing when they changed it to rogue. Actually. I remember that shift. I just, I just, was used to calling him a thief. You know, five E has its own five E has its own thing. It's it's it's. But I I, I was raised on it on D and D basic and advanced D and D too. And, uh -huh. and so like I sometimes pepper in some like rules and things from other oh, stuff. Cool. I homebrew cool. a lot of stuff. If I don't know the answer to something, I like go back to second edition. <laughs> yeah, and maybe exactly. Yeah. Yeah. As your fallback, so it's sort of like the it's your roots system. It's foundation. what you grew yeah, up exactly, with. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. Oh my God, Thacko! That just got a flashback to yeah, Thacko, that, and I'm so glad Thacko isn't a thing. <laughs> There was no internet when I was playing D and D, so I, I said Thaco again. Rations and Thaco. I don't have on? no idea. What's going on there? Chameleon. <laughs> we have a running joke about how we mispronounce things. Uh, um, so you're also a director now. Like that's a world building thing. Like, yeah. Like, did you ever DM when you were uh, when you were? A you kid? know, I I <laughs> I every once in a while I would I would get a bee in my bonnet to do that and i, I would i would say oh yeah i want to but i just <laughs> i like being a player better i mean at the end of the day right. i think it was it was too much responsibility you know i felt i felt like dms have to work yeah they have yeah, to no. you know, <laughs> just, just show up and yeah you know, totally. roll some dice you know i would but i i found that I, it would sort of my enthusiasm would sort of peter out you know but i, I gave I gave it a go a couple of times. Yeah. Well, I sweat bullets. I have imposter syndrome as a DM. At the end of the game, I'm like, did you guys have a good time? And they're like, yes, for the Every time. And, and he's fun. like, <laughs> and he's, you know, this is, he's, he's doing this after he's produced like this epic thing, like, you know, figurines coming out, dancing on ice and bioluminescent right. mushrooms. And he, he, he's like, he, he's he like a small revolving <laughs> stage. And the, he has them coming in yeah. on wires. There were fireworks. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> 
I did that. I did that on virtuality as well. And 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 Omar turned to me and he said and he said, Eric, Eric, it worked great. You got a circus going on behind your eyes. It's fine. Oh, did I say that to you? That's so funny. It was a high compliment. Yeah, I really. I was like, hey, okay, I can relax. Oh, you guys also worked together on Mr. Robot. We was did, there any? We never didn't have any overlap there. All right. Yeah, we See, never had any scenes together. We were we were in different worlds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah, have yeah. to stamp my guy on Mr. Robot. Oh yeah, now you do. Oh, yeah. He's definitely a bard, right? Well, I don't know. He's a talk oh, show yeah. host. Bard. So bard, yeah, definitely yeah. a bard, a yeah. word bard, word and anger bard. If there's like, like an ang- college of lore, is there a maybe anger I do bard? Find, yeah. I do find it useful to think about my acting roles in terms of alignment, though sometimes. I do. Oh, that's really interesting. I do yeah. do that. We have a question for you in that regard. All right, oh, here we go. What about Vic Ulla's alignment from the affair? Uh, that's interesting. That's such a good question. I mean, because it's morally fraught. The whole show he, is. It is. Fraught. I mean, I think he's. I think he starts off neutral, uh-huh. and then and kind of ends up neutral. Good, I would say. I would say there's a bit of an arc with his with with that character. There's yeah, there's a lot of chaotic good on that show too. Like there is a lot of chaotic good, yeah. you know. Like you really yeah. relate to You're all right. the characters. You're right. But there's but I don't but yeah I think that's accurate. I think yeah. that's, God I loved your work on that show. Thank you, thank you. I love that. That was a great uh, special role. Uh, just that that the journey of that show was was really cool for me. Tell us about what, that. Tell yeah. us about well, your you journey. What was your what was your ramble on? No, I I mean there's not much to tell. I mean just that was the first time I had been on a show for multiple seasons over the course of multiple seasons. Mm-hmm. And where the showrunner was writing more for me as it went on, you know. And so that was very right. gratifying to feel like you're really able to flesh out a character over time. You feel like you're influencing the story by being a part of it in a way you're really collaborating. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Who are you know well you've worked with a lot of really cool people though. Who are some of the favorite your favorite world builders that you've worked with and how have they approached their work in a way that you that you oh. admire? Um I well instantly I think of Amy Morton, who directed and and I guess I should include Rajiv Joseph, who Rajiv, mm-hmm. um, a great writer who wrote Guards at the Taj, which was a play that we did off Broadway in New York in 2015, and then and then we did it again in 2018 at Steppenwolf in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And th- that was directed by uh, Amy Morton, the great Amy Morton. And so uh, Rajiv and Amy, that was an incredible exercise in world building. And it was a two-hander. The other actor was... Um, Arian Moyad. Do you guys know Arian? Oh my God, we have so yeah. many friends in common. I know Arian. Rajiv. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I worked with Rajiv on Bengal Tiger, and I coached Arian. Of course, Arian on of Bengal course, Tiger, right. Actually. So there's a lot yeah. of connections here, and but that, of, you know, yeah. the, the play takes place in Agra, India, in 1648. Rajiv had crafted this really cool vernacular that the characters speak, which was a very sort of contemporary. It's hard to describe, but, but you know, to give us a little summation, they're the guards of the what's about to be the Taj Mahal exactly. at the time it's being exactly. built. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, um, right. And it's the day. Yeah, so t- they're these two grunts in the Imperial Army, and and it's the day the um, the Taj is revealed, uh, and then mm-hmm. this the play is it was inspired by this sort of apocryphal legend that's almost the certainly not of, yeah. true, but it um, sparked Rajiv's. Uh, imagination that the the emperor Shah Jahan mm-hmm. who built it had the hands of all twenty thousand masons and artisans who built the thing chopped off, 
so that it, huh. I'm going to say that emperor is definitely a warlock and his patron has a hand fetish. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Uh, and so these, and so he imagines that these two guards are the, are the poor bastards who had to do the chopping and, and, and then the play examines what happens to them psychologically. So it's kind of this, it's, and it's the, the world. Oh, it's a comedy. Yes. It, actually, but, <laughs> but because it's Rajiv, it has a lot of comedy in it. And, right. uh, and it's sort of this, it, it also feels like, like Beckett, like Godot, you know, it's like these two guys mm. are the only guys in, that we ever meet in this world. And there's a lot of gore and a lot of, and, and tonally there's, there's horror and humor sort of mixed up together. And so that was like a long winded description of the play to, to say that, it was a very specific world that we all kind of became very immersed in. And, and it's just so fun to do that. And that's why we like to play this game. You know, it's, well, it's, yeah. it really activates the same thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and, and Rajiv is a person, I actually wonder if Rajiv has played, he, he, he has such an incredible imagination. You know, one of his, one of his plays has yes. like the, is it Bengal tiger? You worked on that, uh, right? Phaedra. It has a talking yeah. sort of tiger in it. Uh, in yeah. The, he cast Robin Williams as the tiger at the time. And it was amazing yeah. because Robin just played it with just this energy as, you know, a, a man, but there's also embodying a kind of other humanly ferocity, which, you know, I bet Robin played actually. I would love to get it on a... Yeah. You know, the, <laughs> the, the philosophizing tiger of that of that play. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It's oh, really it's so cool. cool. Really We're so cool. lucky to work with all these imaginative people. I know. I think about that all the time. It's just, you know, the the mind of a great writer is just a precious thing. Yeah, and so is the mind of a great DM, as they Indeed. say. Yeah, as they say. <laughs> you could say they're the same one and the same. We have our, right? well, we have our days, writing. you know. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, as a DM, I often find that I've got different players with different needs. You have, and when you're directing, you've got different actors and different technicians with different needs. Like, how yeah. do you? What's your? How do you run a room? What's your? Do you have a philosophy on that about how to run a room when you're directing? And is this different for film or television or theater? Well, I've so far my directing has been in the theater. Uh, I would like to. Theater. I would like to to take that to a, a set eventually. So far, I've been drawn to theater, and and I guess that I mean I, I I've never I haven't really thought about long and hard about why that is, but I've I've always felt like there's something of an illusion spell being cast when you're in the theater. I mean, not to get too too nerdy, but it's like there's yeah. we're all in this consensual agreement once the the curtain comes up and the lights. I think that's go on, I think that's like, a good metaphor. Yeah, willing sus yeah. willing suspension of disbelief is the thing. Yeah, that's, yeah, that that's, we all engage that's, in together. That's the name of the spell, willing. Suspension. Of this belief, I like the I like the improvis. <laughs> I, I think my philosophy is pretty improvisational as a director. I I definitely come in with ideas in case nobody else has any. But I'd much rather see what what everyone else is going to do and then go, oh, let, yeah, let's let's roll with that, you know, or and just kind of nudge here and there and then yeah but you know have a plan if ne if necessary. Um, but usually I found on those days in rehearsal. You know where I say, let's try it this way that I've thought about. By the end, we're doing like the opposite of that, <laughs> or whatever. You know what I mean? It's it's a yeah. jumping off point. And I think when I've most enjoyed directing, it's been because I've had the foresight and good fortune to bring a bunch of people who are really good at what they do into a room together, and then I get to kind of say, yes, 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 no, yes, yes, no. Yeah. You know. I've heard I've heard something I totally agree that the best directing is casting or nine tenths of directing is casting, casting the right people. And then for sure, like... for sure. But also like 
designers and you know extends it extends outward but of course casting yeah. is crucial yeah well crucial. i mean casting casting chemistry is hard um and and mm -hmm. it's, it's something that i've I, i've been fortunate to be cast in things where there's excellent chemistry all around and then i've been mm -hmm. casting some stuff where it's you know it feels like real work and you're, yeah you're kind of yeah. you're and it, you know, it's just as hard to make something that works as it is to make something that doesn't. Sometimes, you know. Well, yeah, um, I mean, you got you you two directed a lot. When what's do you have? Would you say that you have a philosophy of? Do you world build, uh, Eric? Yes. Oh, well, I, uh, quest, I mean, wow, the interview we becomes the interviewer. <laughs> Stay tuned. See what I did there? You see what I did there, guys? My how the turntables have <laughs> turntables. I, think, I don't know. I don't know. You guys have pretty good chemistry. He might be taking over the podcast. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I that's a good question. Um, I believe I believe that uh, as I've gotten older, um, I, I, as I've gotten less involved in the in I and myself, um, I believe that 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 the we of it is incredibly important, and that I have sort of a more of a listening philosophy than I than I used uh -huh. to. Um, you know, I think when I was younger, much younger, I mean, in my twenties, it was all about okay, I've done my work, I'm showing up here, I'm doing it this exact way. Right. And it's the way that worked in the audition. Right. Yeah. And and that's what I'm going to stick to. And now it's become more of a an alive kind of process of listening to other people and seeing what they're up to. And I'm much I know my story already. I know yeah. my hero's journey. I'm much more interested in what other people are bringing to the table. And then whatever I'm doing as a, as a leader or director or DM or whatever, like uh -huh. feeds organically into that. So it's it's right. very it's all about sharing. You know, yep. there's, it, there's, it's, it's become more egoless for me. I, I think it has, I mean, I think you okay. and I are similar in that way. You yeah. know, I, I think the really fun thing about D and D for, for me, especially, and for, I can't speak for Eric, but I feel like he enjoys this too, is like it, it has you know, more freedom to go completely off the rails. And like, we're kind of doing the same thing, but it's within a guided structure in, you know, uh, the confines of a story or uh, a show or a play or a character when we're doing it professionally, we're not like, okay, you know what? Bring pickles in. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> are you on the drugs, Major? <laughs> right. Like that's what's so fun about it uh, is that half an hour before the session of the game, nobody knew that pickles was going to be a part of it. You know, it right. was there was there was it's, no pickles. Pickles did not exist. Yeah, you know? pickles had not and had not so, been born yet. He was but a cucumber. Uh, and that's what's so fun about it. I often think about like maybe there's something about that not knowing what's going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. Like I wonder if, I don't know how we can, maybe we need to, t I mean, this is already happening. People are televising D&D &D games and oh. getting quite, a, a lot of viewers uh -huh. to, to watch. And I wonder if it's something like, you know, when the Yankees and the Red Sox play, you don't know who's going to win. You don't know what's going to happen. There's like this open-ended thing. When you're watching Hamlet, it's not like all of a sudden Polonius is going to turn the tables and like, aha, you know, got you this time. Well, like, I've, there's no... I've seen a couple productions like that. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a long, long, long night in the theater. Sure. But yeah, I mean, Thanks. but even, but I mean, with all the things we're talking about, there are rules, you know, there are entrances and exits and there are in baseball, there are, there are bases and, 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 right. and, and, and runs and there's a legal way to steal and an illegal way to do it. And that's the same as hit points and, and, you know, uh, 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 casting a spell that can be interpreted in a certain way but you know it's written down you know but but those right. you know it's it's a i've always looked at 
I've always found D and D originalists to be a little a little odd in my book. Like you know, I, I like the the fact that D and D. You mean rules lawyers? Yeah, rules. Yeah, like I mean, it's just like it's a living document, and and a and a mm -hmm. great improv should is is like any great party or great D and D game. It 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 sort of happens spontaneously. Nobody's forced into into anything, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, mm -hmm. but the birthday cake, when it comes out, you're expected to blow out the candles, not, you know, set your fellow guests on fire. You know what I mean? I mean, there are rules to a party. What kind of birthday party have <laughs> you been to? <laughs> <laughs> well, there was this goblin. They get they get wild. Did you play any other games growing up, Omar? Or uh, was it what? exclusively D&D? &D? Did you have uh, any other sort of explorations in that, that stuff? Or? Yeah, I did. I I or did you in, in, consume the genre in other ways, like books or? For sure, like for sure. I, I yeah. read a lot of fantasy and, and, and watched films and stuff like that. But I think I experimented with some other RPGs, but it was... Never it, as good as, all, as, as the it first It all kind one, of huh? funneled back to D&D. &D, yeah. You know, it, it was... It's the grandfather. It, you just sort of felt like, well, we, why do this when we could be doing that? <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, like there were a few, there were a few that that passed through you know some new thing it looked kind of spicy and we wanted to try it but right 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 in, at the end of the day I, I think we all felt that D and D was the yeah. better one. Do you remember the names of any of the modules that you guys played? Like we're talking. I remember like, the, the classic um, against the giants, oh. which is also really hard. Um, yeah, you know, tough. Was this second edition? Oh. I believe it's second. It's advanced it, D and D. So yeah, it, it's, it's, old, it it's old. It's an old school. I mean, God, this. I mean, it might have been written in the seventies. Honestly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wait, it's a nineteen eighty one. Nineteen eighty one. And it's, it was written by Gary Guy. Yeah, wow. So it's old, OG shit. OG. It's OG shit. OG shit, and, exactly. And there, I think there are three. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is it yeah. G1, G2, and G3? Uh, it, it actually, you're right. Man. It did start. It was published in 78. 78, originally. Yeah. Ending of, Setting of the Hill Giant Chief, Glacial Rift of the Frost Giant Jarl. Uh -huh. I believe the giants are like Swedes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're frost giants. Jarl. Yeah. They're frost yeah. giants, man. Uh, I'd make them yeah, all. Right, right. I, I would make them all like the Swedish chef. And is the, the third one? Oh my God. <laughs> is the third one like fire giants? What's the I, hall of the fire giant king? There we go. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, and I can see the drawings. It was a first edition. That's that's some classic stuff. Oh, first stuff. edition. Yeah. First edition. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's right. That's right. When I started playing, right around 1981. Yeah, definitely. I was. My, I mean, that, 81. I was still a wee child, but I. I. That was. I think we were probably around the age I was like gazing into those figurine cases. You know. Yeah, and you probably got but it then like later, a couple yeah, of years. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, well, I'm 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 slightly older than you, so, so okay. That's, that, that's right. how we account for that. Indeed. But, uh, yeah, definitely. So, like, you said that you would like watch other things to see other things. Were you a big reader? I mean, you you sound like you do a lot of research and stuff like that. Did you read science fiction or fantasy novels, or were you into Lord of the Rings as a kid or anything like I that? I remember or? reading a lot of in in middle school, reading a lot of starting to read Piers Anthony. Oh yeah, sure. Novels. You know, he had this world i can't remember what the name of it was was piers anthony the dragons no piers anthony no I everyone in this anthony world too. had there were there are dragons but everyone has a unique magical talent of some kind and some of them are really minor and useless. a source of magic yeah yeah oh yeah. yeah oh i remember and these other books people have, other people have major 
talents, you know, mm-hmm. those were pretty fun as a, as a kid. I remember enjoying those a lot. And then of course, Tolkien and right. I'm trying to think what else. I want to check these out. I'm, I'm into this now. I'm kind of curious about this series. Yeah, I, wanna, I, wonder, I, wanna... I, I wonder how they would hold up as, as an, for me as an adult. As current. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, give it, give it a go. Let me know what you think. Mm-hmm. Well, they're doing the, uh, who was the writer, Robert? Oh gosh. I'm, I'm just Shannara, the the sword of Shannara. Oh, you know the Shannara oh, yeah. movies. They're, oh. they're making uh, films, or, or I, I think or they I think they made films. I think I think there's films coming out, like oh, a, a series, cool. a TV series coming out. Yeah, I would assume any any fantasy series of any significance is being mined. And I hope so. I mean, I can't imagine any stone going unturned after Game well, of Thrones. Somebody's somebody's redoing Lord of Rings, Lord of the Rings now. They're doing the, the Silmarillion, aren't they? And, wow. Uh, uh, that, isn't that what it's based on? I think it's some crazy old school, like Tolkien history, historical shit. That, that's my absolute I don't know favorite if I'm a Pharisee. You like that? But yeah. The that was your favorite book? The Silmarillion. Yeah. It, still, it still is one of my favorite books. I, I think it's incredible. That's another deep cut. That's like, you have to be really invested. It's like exploring the origins of uh, the languages of the elves, right? And things like that. Well, yeah. I mean, it's the thing that I find so amazing about that book is that it ha- it reads like and has the power of myth. It's mm-hmm. the way that the language in that book is is used, I find so incredible. Yeah, I become fonder of the of the songs and the poems, the sort of epic songs and poems of the years. When I was a kid, I used to skip, over, skip over that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. But there's so you much... You have to read them in the original Elven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now there's people who can. <laughs> you know that happens. Somewhere. Yeah. I do, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's I love it, but it's also kind of like the people that learned Cleon. I'm like, uh, what a... Okay. <laughs> Whatever makes you happy. I guess. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. Why 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 take away from anyone's happiness? And, and just, or joy? just just out of curiosity, how's the pandemic found you? Have you been okay? Have you been holding up all right? I, Did you, I, were you working during or were you fortunately were you in lockdown? No, fortunately I have I, I have been okay. And uh yeah, I worked I I worked in Canada um on Big Sky in uh, from my homeland. January to are you from Canada? I'm a Montrealer, yeah. Okay. That's why All right. sort of people can't quite figure out what to do with me most of the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's a, that's a, it's the French Canadian, eh? Got it. That uh, explains yeah. a lot. That, ex- that explains a lot. Yeah, yeah. Where did you shoot? Was we it, were in, uh... in BC, in, in Vancouver, mm-hmm. and from January until May. So that that was my pandemic work experience, which was, you know, strange and scary. And did you I'm have also, to isolate and quarantine a lot? And, or did you do a lot of testing? How did that work? Yeah. So, well, on entering the country, it was a two week hard quarantine. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't leave the room, your hotel or whatever. Wow. And then don't check the pay-per-view bill folks. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. And, and then it was three, three testing was three times a week for zone A. That's sort of the, standard mm-hmm. um and that's how that's how it's happening yeah. yeah well i mean that was that was weird it was weird for us i mean coming back on for life we were the first one back in new york so everything we were ah, doing was so a, was a test the, was a pilot trailblazer yeah and yeah. we didn't have we didn't have any outbreaks or anything um there was a there was a bad batch of tests that came back so we had to shut down for like a week and a half um, oh, but but it was it was the it, i guess it was the lab or whatever that that 
mean, it happened, but it was strange. It was, and it was, you know, I think that's why, you know, D and D, uh, you know, has really like blown up online. Uh, people play online a lot. It's been an explosion. Yeah. And, I, and I think during the, during the pandemic, I mean, we upped our game. We only play really about once a month, once every three weeks, but we upped our game to once a week because everybody needed something to do. Yeah. And I think that frankly, yeah, everybody was, you know, going out of their minds and it helps. It was like exercising that imagination muscle. Oh, I'm in water deep for a few hours really really helped uh, honestly yeah. i wish i had 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 that out, well out follow-up question what's it going to take to get get you in a game now you say you don't play anymore but how, how well, so <laughs> i would need i would probably need to get brought up you to speed it. on the current the game as it is now yeah. um I, I but i would imagine with you know with my sort of foundational knowledge i could yeah, that wouldn't you, take too long right. yeah, yeah 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 no it doesn't take long at all it's you uh, played them you, actually, are you guys on Zoom? Is that how you do it? Or uh, we have done, but now we're back, back live, and it's, back it's live great and to be live yeah. again because we're all vaxxed. And but we had yeah. done it on Zoom for a while, and there's all kinds of platforms now, like Roll Twenty and the Forge Virtual Tabletop, which imports all your characters from you know D and D Beyond, where you're building it, and you can just like click a button. A lot of the a lot of the math Ooh, happens. Great. A lot of the math happens automatically now. Like you know, a lot of the paper and pencil stuff we used to do as kids happens on a computer now, and there's like little programs for it and stuff. And it's it's like, but it's a lot of fun. And like when we roll, when we have you come into our game for uh, for uh, like a, a guest uh, session or two, I'll I'll what I'll do is I'll run you through a a, a level zero. Um, uh, uh, a level zero we'll just, we'll just do a single you and you and me encounter and we'll like walk through the basic rules and it's it's pretty uh -huh. it's pretty simple you can pick up on it quick and and if you don't know like somebody in the team will tell you so it's cool it's, it's a lot of fun yeah totally yeah. you just have to think yeah. about what you if you could play a character right now what would you want to play like what would you I mean there's I, actually so, it's so much now i know i'd want to see what the options it, are it, because I, I, yeah. I just listening to the two of you talk i I feel like there are a lot of possibilities that I'm not even aware of at this point. You know, I'm yeah. Still What's brilliant about what they've done? I mean, up until now with five edition, fifth edition is like it seems like, like you said, almost why play all these other games when we could just make it work for D and D? And they've sort of made that official. Mm -hmm. There's like space pirates, and you can play all the. I remember the there was a space. There was a, a spaceship. Uh, one yeah that, there's a spaceship module there's yeah like, you know a, a cyber city module or like warforged that's a new race it's basically like a huh. a mechanical being there's yeah. there's more latitude and it's not just fantasy as a setting you can yeah there's whatever your imagination there's like, there's, there's, well yeah. there's like a steampunk thing in the world of eberron you know which is uh -huh. which has got some there are some classical D, D elements in it but it's sort of it's it's sort of its own it's it's got a steampunky quality you can run a like sort of a, a, a like a ravenloft type of vampires only game you know um oh, there's cool. like and there's there's a cool. new thing i think it's called the wild beyond the witch light that's coming out soon there's the fey wild now the Feywild. There's, there's all kinds of stuff they've got rabbit there. folk now that you could play tiger people put an animal on the head of a human creature and D, &D players will lose their fucking yeah, minds apparently it's great <laughs> it's great <laughs> look human beings throughout history have always loved animal heads on human bodies what, what can we say are you it saying just... we're all furries we're all furries ladies and gentlemen you heard it here first you heard it here first ancient egypt was the first furry society <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Uh, 
if if you were drinking milk, it would be coming out your yeah. nose right now. Anyway. Oh yeah. Do you do you remember? I think we asked about. Do you do you remember any characters that you played that particularly stuck with you? Like, was there a, a high school character, or a college a character? Thief. Yeah. Which, by the way, classy choice. I play a halfling rogue. Oh, oh thief. Uh, really? Do you really? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. That was and sort I, of. I, I, he he was my mainstay. I would say. There was a there was a half ogre fighter that I also Ooh. was rolling with for a while. Uh, I think his name was Slug or something like that. I can't remember nice. what I called him. Yeah, good um, ogre name. He had a last name too. Let me think if I can. Oh, I I want to say like Tendon Ripper or something like that. I think his name was Slug <laughs> Tendon Ripper. Slug Tendon Ripper was his name. Uh, great name for a band. Yeah. Great name for an ogre. Yeah. Great name for a, for a half ogre. Um, <laughs> and um, do you remember your thief's name? Uh, Harry. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. I love Harry. I love thieves and rogues because yeah. of that. They're sort of like the real like down to earth person in this fantasy world. Harry, yeah. Yeah. He was. Uh, you know, it, I it, I wanted it. His whole thing was to be sort of unassuming. You know. That's great. Uh, right on. Yeah. Did but, you do uh, voices for your characters, or oh, was it, or was it more? I don't think you we went more... that far. Gosh, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, I. Mm. <laughs> I don't think so. I probably would now, though. So get I think ready. I love it. Yeah, get ready. I mean, what is a what do what do rabbit folks sound like? You know, Cause, well, because because now see, I'm just that's I can't think of anything else. See, all my all my characters sound the same these days. It's always like this. Everybody sounds like they have oh, a, got a bit of Wally a slight Sean. lateral list. All your all your <laughs> across NPCs between, are across the between Wally Sean and Carol Channing is my is my sort oh. of go to. Yeah, how fun! They're how not fun all. You have everyone. your Sean Connery. Tabaxi person. Yes. Well. Yeah. No. I mean, I've got a. I've got a sort of. I, I sort of pull like little impressions out of me sometimes. And but the players are so good that that it's it's hard to keep up. You know. Jessica, do you play as well? Yes. Ah, Jessica yes. plays. So I'm here. I'm this is my wife, Jessica Blank, and also producer in uh -huh. the background. Um, yeah. I do. I am part of this game also. And actually, there's a storytelling story behind it. Uh -huh. Eric and I were working on a play that is set in a D and D game. Well, it's a D and D oh. game. Great yeah. idea. And right. Great and idea. um and or it's about a group of players. Yeah. And and, and I it, right, and Phaedra's been working as an actor, developing it with us, whatever. And for a while I would be like, Okay, Eric, I'm gonna write the like character psychology stuff and like the parts where they're like really dealing with their shit with each other and whatever. Uh -huh. And like you write the game parts, right? Uh -huh. And then after a minute I was like that's really lazy of me as a writer to be like, you write the game parts. Like, uh -huh. because I should work. say yeah, also right, yeah. previously he had had a game that he ran in our house for, I don't know, a few years. And it was, it was like, it was, all, it was so funny. Cause it was like all these guys that we were friends with who were like really cool, like all artists and screenwriters and novelists and uh -huh. whatever. Right. And they were our friends, but like they would be downstairs getting ready to play and I would come down and there'd be like this no girls allowed yeah, vibe like I, would come, like, I don't even know if we were doing it intentionally no it wasn't we intentional just... I would come down with like snacks and be like hey guys what's going on and they would all get like, be like oh, really hey, quiet hey, hey, hey. they'd be like hi <laughs> <laughs> I was like okay so, guys hi. whatever I was uh -huh. totally the mom yeah. I was totally the mom, the mom. I was the totally mom. the mom but so, <laughs> so that was my relationship to it previously so we were working on this play I was like okay great you write the game parts and then I was like that's total bullshit as a writer I have to actually learn how to play enough to be able to write it right uh -huh. and and so i was like we were talking about this and eric and phaedra and and our friend russia 
and I, do you, you must know Rasha. I do, of course. Probably, oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, so yeah. She's in our game also. So, no so they were, and they were like, well, yeah, let's do it once. And like, you know, <laughs> level zero and, and like up. teach you yeah, how to play. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I need to do it after, at the end of the first game, I was like, I need to do it one more time in order to like learn how to do this. And then at the end of the second game, I was like, this is really fun. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, can we keep doing this? So yes, I play a dwarven cleric named Mardred Battlehammer. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Very I nice. kick a lot of ass, but only in service of the good. I and love that. Always I love that. I can't diplomatically talk down totally. whatever encounter. Totally. You, you guys pulled mom into the game. I mean, <laughs> we, we yeah. did. We pulled mom into the game. Yeah, no, it was mom, mom yeah. pulled herself into the game. Sure. It was amazing. My my daughter, my daughter Sadie has recently, there's a D&D club at school now. And my daughter nice. has recently expressed an interest in, in going into the club. And, but she's like kind of shy about it with me. She, I was like, are you thinking about it? And she's like, yeah, I might do it. But like, you know, I don't want you talking about it because it's like kind of your thing if I do it. You know, she's like a preteen now. So she okay. like wants her own. She wants her own D&D space, which I totally respect. You know, I mean, I don't know. I find like the stigma has gone away a lot because there's not a place in the culture anywhere where you can't find the mark of this stuff somewhere. Video games, film, television, you know, it's a genre unto itself. But I wonder how it is for kids if it's still there, if there's still like that thing where, you know. It's... Well, I mean, it's amazing. Kids get into what they get into. Like, you know, I've got, you know, 15 guitars laying around this place and she's never shown an interest until like about maybe six weeks ago. And now she's really into it. And she's like, leave me alone. I'm learning this chord progression, you know? Okay. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. She's like, look, I learned an A minor today. And I'm like, you wait, you played that better than I do, you know? So it's, it's like, you know, her, her, she puts it together a lot faster than 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 my you know fifty something year old mind. So you know it's pretty cool. I I, I love it. I love sharing D and D with her. Well, how, how old is she now? Sorry, because I, I she's uh, she's just about twelve. Okay. It's perfect age for it. It's like yeah. kind of yeah yeah. She's like really she's really like it's like a good time for her. You know she's like really reading a lot of chapter books now, and she's like developing her own style and you know, like her own music tastes and stuff like that. And, and, and her own sense of humor too, which is like really uh-huh. kind of crazy. Yeah. Up yeah. yeah. uh, by the way, she misses you. And she really oh. was like bummed out that you were not coming over tonight. So oh. yeah. So, you know, it's a uh, uncle Phaedra. You know, Tell her yeah, uncle yeah. Her I too, will. The appropriate I'll, uncle I'll, that, I'll send your best. Swears in front of her. Yeah, that's okay. Going. That's okay. She, that's what. That's why she likes you. <laughs> she gets to do that with you. Yeah. No, it's pretty cool. I like. I like being a dad. You know, it's a lot of fun. It's a. Uh, it's a surprise every day. You know, just right. like a good D and D game. Not to. Not to. Not to make too hard a turn. But <laughs> you, know. you know, I feel like on this podcast, it all it can all funnel back in that direction. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Well, there you are know, critical actually, parenting. Fails and there are critical parenting successes. Well, Jessica has something to say <laughs> well, about parenting we're here. Parenting in D and D, I mean, like because we, we're parenting a tween, right? So, like mm-hmm. you know, no, depending on how you roll in any given moment, like you know, the NPC can turn from like a, a, a cleric to like a demon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and sometimes you like you think you're going to roll really high and you're like, oh, natural one. OK. Uh-huh. Right. It used right. to be all, you know, all high rolls when she was little. But, the, you know, she's a, yeah. she's formidable. You could load the dice when she was. Yeah, you could load the dice younger. when she was little. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Now totally. she's watching to see 
if the role is yeah, you could just drop it in front of her and she'd be like, yeah, see, that's a twenty. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Can you tell us when Big Sky airs and 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 what your character's yeah, name is? Actually, what... season two is coming back uh, September thirtieth. Right, on, and it's on ABC. You can catch Omar on it's, Big Sky. Yeah, it's kind of like it's fun. ABC. It's it's oh, yeah. a it's a. Yeah. I would guess I would describe it as a thriller. But there are a lot of kind of quirky and fun characters on it this season and some really great actors uh, in the cast. Excellent. Well, I'm yeah. glad you're on it. I can't wait. I can't wait to see you this season. It's going to be great. Thanks. Thanks. One more question. I don't know. We'll probably be able to fit. Wait, is there a world where you'd play in a D&D movie or a D&D TV oh. show or a fantasy themed? And what would you want to play? Absolutely, I would. Isn't, yeah. isn't there a Dungeons and Dragons movie coming out pretty soon? Or yes. in, what? in the works? Yes. It's in the, they're filming. Oh, I'm, they're filming. They they okay. showed the they showed the clapboard, the little clapper on day one. Yeah, and, and then it's been radio silence. Right. Oh, and when I read yeah. that, I my first thought was, why am I not in that? <laughs> um, <laughs> I did have that thought. I was like, well, wow, I should. You know, yeah. I wish. How how do they not know that I? Well, maybe I we'll know. maybe we'll manifest like something really here for the sequel. Let's manifest it yeah, 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 here. Okay, let's just put it. We'll just put it out there. Omar Went Wally is available for Bing. you know, and and the rest of Rogue. What are we? Chop liver? Yeah. yeah. What? Well, Pedro Casey is also available. Yeah, Hello. I'm, I'm not, <laughs> we're all available, y'all. I'm, I'm pretty busy. Uh, I might play hard to get. I'm I'm a little busy. All right. Yeah. Fine. yeah. You 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 do that. Yeah, but I would no. Come on. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> In a heartbeat. What? would you want to play would you want to play yeah, like uh yeah a magic user a big bad uh, you know would you want to voice be a fun to be able to like cast spells i feel i feel yeah. like you know now um i feel like there's a lot of hand articulation that you know i need to be able to express although acting you know it, per, per, uh, perform filming a role like that it, it's hard not to feel ridiculous when you have to like you know jut your arms forward and pretend like fire is coming out off of your fingertips or whatever you know what i mean i get oh, some green screen and yeah but what a great use of that muscle that you you know that we've had developed and we, that we've talked yeah, about. yeah exactly exactly I so anyway do you have omar just to say would you have anything you'd like to promote right now that you or that you can promote that you're working I'm on not right really now, i mean we, you know we touched on uh we touched on my current uh, endeavors well, the, i'd, I'd mean, love to promote peace and and love throughout the the world bless you he's definitely a cleric that's that's definitely a good thing (laughs) yeah definitely i would say he's a cleric it's been it's been you know i gotta i gotta say it's just good to see your face again i we 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 have been in touch over instagram a little bit but we lost touch for a while and it's really nice to see you this way and i i can't wait to play D &D with you i can't wait either it will be i know it's gonna be a lot of the animal furry that you like yeah i have to think of a good name for my for my bunny my bunny person Um, (laughs) i'm sorry rabbit rabbit focus the preferred nomenclature but i i but i'll think of something um well this is this is this is amazing um yeah uh, thank you thanks for, for having me on guys it was really fun Hey, everybody, this episode's most D&D song ever is Ramble On by Led Zeppelin. You can check that out on our Spotify playlist. And you can find us on Instagram at bardquest underscore empire and on Twitter at bardquest e. E is for empire. Bardquest Empire is produced by Bang Interobang and Zach Murphy. Executive produced by Jessica Blank. Theme song by Tasha Blank. Sound effects provided by Darren West. I'm Eric Jensen. I'm Phaedra Casey. Thank you for joining us at Bard Quest Empire. Ooh.
Ooh, that was a good one. <laughs>